You're listening to the Brooke Snow Podcast, conversations to help you look forward with faith, faith in yourself, faith in God, and faith in your own mission and purpose. I'm your host, Brooke Snow. You have episode 87, Say It to Create It. As you embark on the road of personal progress, undoubtedly, you will have things you need to change or do differently. One of the critical factors that can either hold us back or push us forward is our words. Words have far more power than many people realize. If you're ready to create something new in your life, this is one of my favorite places to start. It's super easy to say words. It takes seconds. (laughs) But what is not so easy is believing the new words or continuing to say them over and over again. There's a reason many people don't keep them up. If you've ever struggled with affirmations, or maybe you've thought they were a little woo-woo and not for you, or you've ever said them and felt like you were lying or they just weren't believable, then I am excited to dive a little deeper into how you can make this easy tool work for you and help you create what you want to create in your life. This could be the very thing that makes all the difference. If you enjoy this podcast, I know you would love my book, Living in Your True Identity. It's available in Deseret Bookstores and online at amazon.com. It's filled with 21 tools to help you live life as the best version of yourself. Thank you to all of you who've left a review for this podcast, or you've taken the time to share it with a friend. Your reviews and your shares is what makes this podcast possible. Today's review of the week comes from Ashley McKenzie. Ashley says, thank you so much, Brooke, for your wonderful insights for life and becoming your best self. I love that Brooke talks about such simple things to implement into life that really do bring about great changes. I've noticed that when I listen to her podcast, I find myself saying, well, that's easy. I can do that. (laughs) It really is the small and simple things that bring about greatness. Well, Ashley, thank you so much for the review. What I love most about your words is that you totally come away with an affirmation. You saying, well, that's easy. I can do that has so much power. In fact, it's perfect for what we're talking about today in affirmations. A small and simple tool that is easy, you can totally do it, and it will bring about something great. Keep up the good work, my friend. I am cheering you on. If you want to be the reviewer of the week, please leave me a five-star review in iTunes and share your favorite takeaway so far. Your ratings and your reviews and your shares, this is what makes this podcast possible. So thank you for listening and for sharing. A few episodes back, we learned about the law of creation. If you hadn't had a chance yet to listen to those episodes, highly recommend it. Those are a great foundation for what we're going to be speaking about today. The law of creation includes what we see, say, feel, and do. See, say, and feel are part of our spiritual creation, and what we do is the physical creation. All things are created spiritually before they are created physically. Knowing this, you can imagine my delight when I recently came upon a quote from President Russell M. Nelson from the 2017 Roots Tech Family Discovery Day. Listen to what he says. Individuals choose every day where they want to live eternally by how they think, feel, speak, and act. (gasps) 
There we go. The law of creation right there. These elements are fundamental to choosing not only where you want to live eternally, but also creating the experience of how we want to experience life right now. What I see, say, feel, and do will influence how my life is created moment to moment to moment. Because God wants us to learn to be better and better creators, He gives us so many tools to help us. I like to call them creation tools. Really, every part of the gospel can be framed as a creation tool. Faith is a creation tool. Repentance is a creation tool. Prayer is a creation tool. Fasting is a creation tool. Personal revelation is a creation tool. The atonement of Jesus Christ is a creation tool. Every part of the gospel is a creation tool. Ultimately, we are learning to create ourselves to be who God created us to be, to develop all His characteristics and attributes that are already within us. Our goal is to put off the natural man or woman and to become, woohoo, there is a creation word right there, to become a saint through the atonement of Jesus Christ. We can't do it alone. Creation requires two. We, in effect, co-create our life and personal development with the atoning grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Today, I want to share with you one of my favorite creation tools that is quick and easy to use throughout the day. It is the power of affirmations. Now, I'm going to give a really simple definition of affirmations here. I'm going to define affirmations as an I am statement. I am fill in the blank. Now, most people think of affirmations as a positive statement, but affirmations can be both negative and positive. So if I begin here and I define it simply as an I am statement, then it becomes instantly clear that every person is already using affirmations all day long. We are using these statements all day. And those statements are spiritually creating our life experience, which leads to the physical creating of our life experience. We can create in either direction. We can create positive and we can create negative. My hope is that emphasizing the power of the words I am will help you notice the moments those words come out of your mouth and if needed, give you an opportunity to rephrase them to be more intentional. The words I am are powerful for two very important reasons. Listen up. Number one, I am instantly triggers all three parts of spiritual creation. If I say I am, fill in the blank, it will create an image of myself in my mind. So I will see something. It will also bring a feeling. Those words are like a tipping over of the domino for how I see what I say, and how I feel. Second reason the words I am are so powerful. The words I am are sacred words. In the book of Genesis, God told Moses to tell the children of Israel that the great I am had sent him. I am is therefore a name of God, the creator of the universe. I often wonder at how we take the name of the Lord in vain by following those sacred words of I am 
with negative or ugly things. It's an important thing to consider as we begin to pay more attention to how we are personally using I am statements throughout our day. Here's a few common ones that I hear. I am overwhelmed. I am stressed. I'm a hot mess. I am frustrated. I am offended. I am anxious. I am depressed. I'm a slacker. I'm not consistent. I am not creative. I am not a morning person. I am not organized. I am fat. I am ugly. Some of these we say out loud. Some of these we say silently in our head. Regardless, these words have great power. I am instantly triggers the domino of see, say, feel of spiritual creation. One of these that I personally have to watch out for is saying, I am overwhelmed. (laughs) If I say it, I will see it and I will feel it. I will see myself as an overwhelmed person. I will emphasize the feeling of being overwhelmed, and it will then likely knock over the next domino of what I do, and it will influence my physical creation. Perhaps in being overwhelmed, I snap at my kids, and I close my mind to possible ideas and solutions, because if I believe I am overwhelmed, I don't see myself as having any room left in my head or my heart for ideas or guidance. I am is a state of being. It is who I am. It is identity. Now, one argument I often hear is, but what if I really do feel that way? (laughs) One easy modification you can make to the statement is to simply change one word. I am can become I feel. There is a difference between saying I am overwhelmed and I feel overwhelmed. I am is a state of being, and the other is just a feeling. If it's just a feeling, you retain your agency to still act for yourself and manage the feeling. Of course, the best way I know of to manage the feeling is to work on what I see, say, and do. The other surrounding elements of the law of creation. My suggestion is to start by using an affirmation of how I want to feel. If I feel overwhelmed, then perhaps a good affirmation to change how I feel is to say, I am supported. Most often for me, my feeling of overwhelm comes from thinking I have to do everything on my own. Saying, I am supported helps remind me that I have people around me who can help me. I have angels around me who can help me. I have God who can help me, if I will but remember to call upon the support that is there. Notice that in those moments, I don't actually feel supported at all. I feel overwhelmed and alone. I choose an affirmation for how I want to feel, and I say it to create it. I say it to create it. The most common complaint or struggle I hear from people learning to use affirmations is that they feel like they are lying. (laughs) Once you understand the law of creation, you begin to see that all things are created line upon line. And there is an order 
to all things. You say it to create it. When God created the world, he said it to create it. He said, let there be light. And then (laughs) there was light. He said it first, say it to create it. Where I live, we experience huge windstorms on occasion. And because our house is close to the mouth of a canyon and we don't yet have mature trees around us, we will get loud rushing winds that feel like they are shaking the house. And of course, these windstorms only seem to come in the middle of the night when we're all trying to sleep. On several occasions, my kids will come into our room scared and unable to sleep. We have learned to use affirmations to calm our racing hearts in those moments of fear. I am safe. I am okay. I am calm. I am protected. I am surrounded by angels. I am comforted. We'll say a quick prayer and we'll recite the affirmations, and then we'll invite our kids to say them if they ever feel the fear rise again. Now, it's important to note, they do not feel safe and calm when they start saying those affirmations. They feel exactly opposite. They feel frightened. We say it to create it. We say it to create a new image in our mind for how we see. We say it to create a new feeling. We say it to create it. There is an order to creation. People may still feel like they are lying if they are changing an affirmation that's been on repeat for a very long time. These personal affirmations can become deeply rooted beliefs of who we believe ourselves to be. The words I am are so powerful. To change a belief about who you think you are is a mighty thing to do. If you notice how long you have been repeating an old affirmation that may not be serving you, it's important to note that the new one will need time to grow as well. I like to think of it as a record player. We've had a record playing for years of a certain I am affirmation. Choosing a new affirmation so you can say it to create it is going to need equal airtime. You'll need to put the new record on and allow it to play. It will totally feel different. It will likely disrupt your old beliefs. You may feel like you're lying, but here's what you need to know. It's not that the new affirmation isn't true. It is simply not practiced. It's not familiar. Say it to create it. Allow yourself time to practice it. Allow yourself time for it to become familiar. In the Book of Mormon, the prophet Alma gives a glorious parable of faith compared to a seed. In chapter 32, verse 27, we read, But behold, if you will awake and arouse your faculties, even to an experiment upon my words, and exercise a particle of faith, Even if you can no more than desire to believe, let this desire work in you, even until you believe in a manner that ye can give place for a portion of my words. Now we will compare the word unto a seed. Now if you will give place that a seed may be planted in your heart, behold, if it be a true seed or a good seed, if you do not cast it out by your unbelief that you will resist the Spirit of the Lord— 
behold, it will begin to swell within your breasts. And when you feel these swelling motions, you will begin to say within yourselves, it must needs be that this is a good seed or that the word is good. For it beginneth to enlarge my soul. Yea, it beginneth to enlighten my understanding. Yea, it beginneth to be delicious to me. Let's look at this scripture quite literally. Can you experiment upon the word or the words of an affirmation? Can you give place that this seed may be planted in your heart? It may not feel true for you right now. But can you at least have a desire to believe? If you have a desire, let this desire work in you. How do you let this desire work in you? Nourish the seed. Say it to create it. Each time you say it to create it, you are watering the seed that it may take place in your heart and grow. Now, I love this next part that Alma teaches. Verse 31. And now behold... Are you sure that this is a good seed? I say unto you, yea, for every seed bringeth forth unto its own likeness. Every seed bringeth forth unto its own likeness. Say it to create it. It bringeth forth unto its own likeness. If you are saying negative, it will bring negative. If you are saying positive, it will bring positive. Consider some of the following affirmations. I am love. I am healthy. I am fit. I am disciplined. I am organized. I am a morning person. I am forgiving. I am calm. I am eating good foods. I'm getting enough sleep. I am moving my body. I am patient. I am nourishing my marriage. I am listening. I am hearing God's voice. I am grateful. Think of each one of these affirmations as a seed. Note that Alma says, Every seed bringeth forth unto its own likeness. What do you get if you plant a carrot seed? A carrot! (laughs) What do you get if you plant a cucumber seed? A cucumber. What do you get if you plant a pumpkin seed? A pumpkin. What do you get if you plant the seed of I am love? You become love. What do you get if you plant the seed of I am fit and healthy? You become fit and healthy. Every seed bringeth forth unto its own likeness. But just because you plant a carrot seed, doesn't mean you'll get a full-grown carrot. You have to water it, nourish it, and with patience, wait for it to grow. Alma reminds us that this is a process. Verse 38, If ye neglect the tree and take no thought for its nourishment, behold, it will not get any root. And when the heat of the sun cometh and scorcheth it, because it hath no root, it withers away, and ye pluck it up and cast it out. Now, this is not because the seed was not good. Neither is it because the fruit thereof would not be desirable, but it is because your ground is barren and you will not nourish the tree. Therefore, you cannot have the fruit thereof. But if you will nourish the word, yea, nourish the tree as it beginneth to grow by your faith with great diligence and with patience, looking forward to the fruit thereof, it shall take root 
and behold, it shall be a tree springing up unto everlasting life. Then ye shall reap the rewards of your faith and your diligence and patience and long suffering, waiting for the tree to bring forth fruit unto you. Say it to create it. Doing so is nourishing your seed. And an amazing thing starts to happen as you say it to create it. You start to influence all the other parts of creation. You say it, you see it, you feel it, and you begin to do it. I know some of you listening right now have a desire to believe you can plant the seed of some new words into your heart. Perhaps there's a really big thing you want to change, something that may feel utterly impossible right now because there have been negative words that have taken root and brought forth negative fruit. When I was 50 pounds overweight, I remember using affirmations to help with weight loss. In the beginning, it felt absolutely untrue and impossible. Six years ago, when I started meditating, I used the affirmation, I love and accept you, Brooke. It felt difficult, and I felt stupid saying it. When I started using positive affirmations to become a runner after an entire lifetime of saying, I hate running, (laughs) it felt like I was defying my very nature. And yet I said it to create it. I experimented upon the word. I desired to believe. I let the desire work in me. I planted the seed and nourished it and kept going through the awkward stage until it did take root and it started to sprout and grow. And with great diligence and patience, it has brought forth amazing fruit unto me. Say it to create it. Several years ago, I was struggling with my confidence after having a baby. I wasn't able to lose weight. I was struggling with the demands of having two children. And I was struggling with anxiety and depression. After an an entire lifetime of having long hair... I made the spontaneous decision to cut off all my hair into a short pixie cut, thinking it would magically reinvent my identity and help me feel better about myself. Instead, it made me feel worse. In fact, I was so horrified at my hair that I literally wanted to hide and never go out in public again. I know it sounds dramatic, but the shame was mortifying. I didn't want anyone to see me. I felt ugly. I felt fat. I felt embarrassed to have made such a stupid choice that would take years to grow back. I literally wanted to hide in every part of my life. A short time later, I experienced a painful end to a business partnership, and I felt like I was drowning because I was suddenly saddled with all the responsibilities that she had overseen. The business was struggling, my personal life was struggling. And one day while I was working, I made a stunning connection. I had wanted so deeply to hide in my personal life and not be seen physically, but it had also creeped into my business as well. I noticed there was nowhere on my website with my picture. I didn't even have my name on there. I had a podcast in that business and my name and picture were not on the podcast. I had actually managed to completely hide myself even in my work. No wonder the business was sinking. When I told my best friend about my discovery, she said to me, if you keep hiding, you'll never be able to accomplish 
what you have been sent here to do. You need to learn to be okay being seen. At the time, my calling in church was the sacrament meeting chorister. Not exactly a job you can do while hiding. Literally, my calling was to stand up in front of hundreds of people every week and lead everyone in singing the hymns. It's not a big deal unless you have this belief that you need to completely hide from the world. I hated the calling. Every time I would stand up, I would feel hot and nervous and embarrassment that everyone was looking at me. All the negative voices would yell into my mind, you're so fat, you're so ugly, you look frumpy, everyone is looking at you. Everyone can see all of your flaws. Hide, hide, hide. It was a horrifying experience every week. Yet, after the gentle nudge from my friend, I knew things needed to change. Hiding wasn't an option anymore if I wanted to improve my relationships, improve my business, improve my health. The belief that I needed to hide was literally influencing every part of my life. I knew the calling of standing up in front of hundreds of people every Sunday really was the ultimate furnace of fire to learn to be okay being seen. So I began to approach those mortifying moments differently. Every Sunday while the organ would play the introduction to the hymn, I would stand there, totally feeling all those bodily sensations of humiliation and embarrassment. My heart would be pounding. The negative voices would try to yell, but I was determined to put on a new record. With courage, I would silently repeat in my mind, I am seen. I am okay being seen over and over, Sunday after Sunday. I am seen. I am okay being seen. This was not how I felt. If there was ever a time an affirmation felt like a lie, this would be it. But I knew I had to overcome this barrier for reasons even I didn't understand. I needed to say it to create it. So there I stood week after week, feeling nervous embarrassment while pasting a smile on my face and reciting to myself, I am seen. I am okay being seen. In time, things began to change. I wasn't as nervous. I relaxed. I experimented upon the word. I nourished the seed with great diligence and patience. And then I noticed it became less about me and more about the people. One day I realized the most important part of my calling wasn't to stand there and wave my arm around. The Lord told me the true purpose of my calling was to hold the space for everyone in the chapel. Can I stand there and be a beacon of light and love? There will be people who walk through those doors who aren't feeling loved. There will be someone who just had an argument at home moments before. There will be someone who hates church, but comes anyway and doubts his or her testimony and thinks people are judging them. Is it possible that they could look up and see me 
and feel something different? Could I literally help change the energy of the entire room by standing there 1,000% confident in being seen, not because I wanted them to see Brooke, because I wanted them to see love. I wanted them to see light. I wanted them to feel welcome and at home being there. Could they see that when they saw me? The Lord teaches us line upon line. I incrementally grew from being humiliated and insecure with shaky legs and a racing heart to being grounded, calm, and holding the intention of being a conduit of love for everyone in the congregation. Say it to create it. I had that calling for five years It was my favorite calling I have ever had, likely because of the transformation I went through by being placed in something so deeply uncomfortable and seeing what the power of affirmations could do in changing the experience into something deeply meaningful. It was not uncommon for people to approach me after the meeting and tell me how much they loved watching me lead the music. Adopting the new belief of I am seen, I am okay being seen, has totally transformed my life. I am convinced it was connected to so many areas. It served as a key part of being able to lose weight, improve my relationships, and truly being able to magnify my life purpose in the work I do. It literally touched everything. Miracles happen when we nourish the seed of our words. Nourish the seed. Don't cast it out by your unbelief. Have patience. Trust the process. Keep going forward with diligence in nourishing the word. Say it to create it. Imagine your life speaking words of light and truth. Say it to create it. And look forward with faith. Do you love these episodes and love what you hear and wonder where to start? I invite you to take my free mini meditation course called The Miracle of Meditation: How to Transform Your Prayers for More Presence, Connection, and Revelation. Meditation is my most important practice of the day and I use it for so many things, especially for affirmations. Say it to create it. This is the perfect time and place to nourish that seed. Most of my listeners already have a practice of personal prayer, but the idea of meditation can seem a little foreign. What if I told you meditation is simply a higher form of prayer and you could integrate it right now into your personal prayers? This free course will teach you three things you can do right now to make your prayers more meditative. It is the perfect bridge between traditional prayer and meditation. If this is calling out to you, I invite you to register at the link in my show notes or find it on my website at brooksnow.com. Or if you're ready to jump into guided meditations with a Christ-centered focus, I'm a proud partner with the Small Seed Still Meditation app. I've written and recorded dozens of meditations for the app to meet a variety of topics and needs. You'll find it in your favorite app store, and I'll also link it here in the show notes as well. You can do this. I am cheering you on.